been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. Today is July 5th, 2021, and this is episode 42. We want to thank you all in advance for taking this magical journey with us through all things Disney. We have a fun show today. Today, we'll be discussing some Disney bounds and park attire, and I hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend, happy and safe one. And uh, today, there'll be no Sam and no Joey, but we do have a special guest to fill in for them. Let's get into the uh, the Disney Underground roll call. The Disney Underground Roll Call. Up first, the besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. What's up? Hi. Hi. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Everything's going on. <laughs> there you go. How was your? How was the fourth? Hot. Bombastic. It was a hot one here in Minnesota. It was like yeah, two thousand degrees. Ninety. Yeah, you guys have had a hot summer this year, man. Yeah, we hit up a couple main streets. Yeah. Not yeah. the main street. Not the, Not main, the main street, street. But a couple main streets around here. Yeah, it was fun. Yes. What about you guys? I uh I just hung out with Zoe, man. Okay. Me and Zoe, man. We just hung out and just had some uh some drinks on the back porch and just hung out. Nobody else really wanted to be around me Fourth of July this year. I understand that <laughs> totally. So, but uh, let's let's introduce our special guest today, filling in for Joey and Sam, Morgan Stark from the Just Some Magic Podcast. What's up, Morgan? Hi, it's so good to be on again. I love your show, and thank you for having me on. We love your show, and uh, second time you're filling in. We appreciate it. As we said to Joey and Sam, we hope they don't get Wally pipped. You don't know nobody gets that reference other than sports fans. I had no idea what that meant, and I was like. Are they, is that an insult? I don't know. No, it, it, <laughs> Wally Pip. Wally Pip used to play f- for for the Yankees and then missed it, a game, but then he never had a chance to come back and play because the person who took over for him did so well that he never played again. Well, I have big shoes to fill, so, so. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, we uh, we're glad to have you uh, on the show today, and uh, finally you get to meet Dan and Stephanie for the first time. I know yeah. it's so I great. Know. I was so excited. Stephanie's awesome. <laughs> Stephanie's awesome. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm now seeing the dynamic when the last time I was here, you know, they referenced you guys a lot and now I'm seeing how everything plays out. I'm like, oh, okay. So you connected the dots. And oh, now we're going to do our therapy session like we talked about the last time. Yeah, Yeah, we might need that. We that's definitely something we might need. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, hey, we got a we got a great show today, guys. We're actually going to be doing a new segment. We're also going to talk about some Disney bounding, some comfortable park attire. It's it should be a fun one. And we got Morgan's in the house filling in. So uh, you know what? Before we get into the news, let's do our uh, let's hear from our sponsor. The Disney Underground is proudly sponsored by Magical Travel by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can help you not only book your Disney vacations, but much much more. He can help you book your Universal Studios vacations, all inclusive of Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel. They can even help you book your destination wedding, even Disney destination weddings. They're going to get you the best possible price on your trip, and that's a promise. And you know what the best part is? Dan, tell Morgan what the best part of Brian's services are. It is absolutely free. They are absolutely free. That's correct. So it's a no-brainer. It doesn't cost a cent for info. Reach out to Magical Travel by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www 
magicaltravelbybrian.com, or you can email him at brian at magicaltravel.com, and you can reach him by phone at 1-800-883-1535, extension double nickel. And uh, Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N, guys. So make sure you check them out to book that trip. So we got some big news, some cool stuff. Everything's kind of reopening as we speak, man. So, uh, So yeah, let's get into some Disney news. Okay, Morgan, let's uh, let's kick it off to you first for what you got in the news. Awesome. Okay. If you like to collect different types of Mickey and Minnie ear headbands, then you should know that there are some new available types in the park. So if you're a fan of the Avengers, then you should want to check out the new Captain America inspired Mickey ears and headbands now available for $29.99 at the Emporium at Magic Kingdom. That's really expensive as ears are getting... I remember then they were $12. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you said me this news story i'm like oh my gosh they're so expensive they're getting, getting up there they're getting up there okay but the ears on the headband look like captain america's shield on the outside of the and the outside of the headband is brown like the straps from the back of his shield and has super soldier embroidered on the side if you want to show off your patriotism during the fourth of july holidays then check out the red white and blue mini ears that are available for 29.99 as well they may look similar because they were on sale last summer <laughs> probably all that overstock and (laughs) (laughs) they have red sequins for the ears and the bow has blue sequins on with white stars on the side and red and white stripes on the other side but yeah that you're right that's probably is back stock from last year being that they probably didn't have the same crowds Mm -hmm. they were going to have last Mm -hmm. year and so i mean that very well could you could be right that could really just be back stock stuff Mm-hmm. Or even just from Shop Disney too. True. Mm-hmm. They were still selling selling Shop Disney stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe. True. True. I just I was telling someone today I was like I remember when ears were twelve dollars and even that was like ah oh, should I and now they've just sneakily raised the price nah. more and more. Yeah. It's like oh twenty nine ninety nine is nothing to. I feel like you see. I feel like you see even more expensive than that at times. I feel like I've seen them for like thirty five. So that's <laughs> bad because a lot of people want to buy more than one, and if you're buying two, mm-hmm. I mean, holy crap, you're like. Especially Especially if you have if you have children and you got two yeah. kids, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, you got an idea, you know. Yeah, for hats. sure. Walt Disney World has released names of the new park ambassadors for 2022 and 2023. Allie Manon and Rayon Redding will serve as the Walt Disney World emissaries of goodwill, media representatives, and all as official host to resort guests for two years. What is it that they do really? Does anybody know what like their job, like what their yeah. what their duties are? I don't walk around and look important with different name tags. Maybe they have like a gold badge like like Jiminy would have. Well, I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Well, why is it 2022 and 2023? I guess I was I, thinking we were going to just have them every year, but why two years? I think mm. they serve like a two-year contract. And I think because of COVID, I think the people that were already Walt Disney World ambassadors oh. got extended a year. Ah, uh, that makes sense. And yeah. I've actually, um, when I was living in California, I would run into the mm-hmm. Disneyland ambassadors all the time. And like, I believe his name was Raul and I can't remember the other one's name, but they were so friendly and so nice. But Disneyland dynamic is a little bit more di- is different than Disney World so I well, you kind of know everybody at Disneyland whereas Disney World's like it'd be hard to run into an ambassador at the park but mm-hmm. they were always very nice they were at media events or if something new was opening kind of like how Josh Jamara was kind of always yeah. everywhere so I think this is like their official hey this is the person that's going to be for really cool things cool. Mm-hmm. All right. there are a couple new Pandora charms that celebrate Walt Disney World which are 
now available at Mouse Gear and Epcot. The first is the partner statue charm that has the outline of the famous partner statue in the center. Along the edge of the front, it says believe in the impossible along the tip and partner along the bottom. The second charm is a mini ear headband charm that features the classic mini mouse ears. You have a Pandora bracelet? I don't, but my mom has gotten a charm. And the thing about those certain charms is it gets caught on a lot of things. Like my mom had a Mickey Mouse face one and the nose kept always getting caught on things. So she didn't really get any more. Mm. Uh, you're gonna get one guys be on the lookout for if it's gonna catch on anything because it's a good point yeah because mm-hmm. those things go for those are really expensive i think it's like 75 bucks a beat or something you know, oh wow higher. they're that high now oh i think they've always been that way have they been i don't remember them being that much pretty spendy. Yeah. i remember my dad i'm gonna talk about my dad for a second he wanted to get a pandora bracelet for my mom and you know we got one for each of my siblings and i and different beads to represent different things but he was buying her so many beads and i'm like dad like this is something like a progressive gift you can just keep adding on stuff and he spent so much money on this bracelet it was wild i was like this is this is crazy any disney ones um i not at that point because i wasn't obsessed with disney like i am now but when my mom came down and visited me when i did my disney college program that's when she got her min- mickey pandora charm oh cool so yeah mm-hmm. what else we got all right my last one is if you were to find yourself in need of a snack while roaming around Dinoland usa at disney's animal kingdom you should look for the teardrop shaped trailer with the dinosaurs coming out of it the dino diner that's a tongue twister <laughs> the dino <laughs> the dino diner offers classic park foods such as hot dogs and churros adults can get themselves a frozen bacardi raspberry rum lemonade to help stay cool in the summer heat wow that sounds really good I'm, i never really did much of the uh, eating at, at dino land usa man so I don't know. I've never, I've never, it's one of those things I don't think I've ever really eaten at when I'm in Animal Kingdom, just because there's so many other good places to eat in Animal Kingdom. Everybody right. just fell over, Gene. Oh, I agree. There's breaking I, news. There's, I, I can't believe you said that. I'm well, just, I, I, I haven't eaten everything in, in all the parks. I, that's just, yeah, for whatever reason, I, I, you know, it is Animal Kingdom might be one of the best food parks, aside from like when the festivals always have new stuff in Epcot. But just if you're just going minus the festivals, I always feel like Animal Kingdom has the best and the most diverse food options. So there's so many other places to eat. I never really ate at Animal Kingdom, I'm at, uh, at Dino Land. Plus, just that typical like theme park food. There's so many other great options. Why would you just have like a hot dog and a charro? There's so many other good places to eat. You, you got Satuli Canteen. You got um, uh, uh, Tiffin's, uh, Tusker House. There's so many good places to eat. Yak and Yeti. Oh so, my gosh. You're making me hungry. <laughs> right. I mean, all those places are, are winners. You know, like those, there's times when you'll want to go to one of those parks just to go to those restaurants, you know? So, uh, you know, that's I how have, I look at it. I a thousand percent did that on Sunday. My, I've been craving Statulis all week. So for those that don't know, it's the um, restaurant, quick service in Pandora and I was craving it all week. My friend was like, let's go to Magic Kingdom on Sunday. I'm like, okay. But then I messaged her. I'm like, can we get like a late dinner or an early dinner, late lunch at Statulis? And she's like, absolutely. And all we did there was go to Statulis and ride Kilimanjaro Safari and then go home. And it was, I was happy. That's all I needed in that day. You want to know something funny? You did the same thing to me, Morgan. When we met in in, um, in Starbucks, originally you were like, hey, do you want to just go meet in Animal Kingdom so we can get Satuli Canteen? I've been craving Satuli Canteen for a week. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I can get in. Let me see. I, I couldn't get a reservation for it, so I, I couldn't go. But you did the exact same thing. You're like, let's be the Satuli Canteen. I want it. I haven't had it in a week. So <laughs> literally, the weight of my heart is Satuli Canteen. It's <laughs> really like good. Has man. A problem here. Yeah. <laughs> no, Satuli Canteen is really good, and I feel like it's somewhat healthy options because it's it, the way they, they they put it. It's like you get your your protein, your vegetable. You know, so it's it's pretty good, and um, it's a little you different know, than a lot of the other places. 
And you don't feel as guilty eating it. Like you said, like hot dogs yeah. and burgers and stuff. It gets healthier. I mean, when I get asked for the double of the creamy aioli garlic sauce, I'm like, well, that's not healthy, but it's so good. Like I need no. more. I always ask for two. <laughs> yeah. Like they got the, uh, like the, the, the bow buns there, I think. Right. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So those aren't the healthiest thing, yeah. but, but yeah, and, really good stuff. And I know Jean, you haven't totally made it over to universal yet, but you'll realize when you move down here that universal is very bad about ha- not having like diverse foods and stuff. It's always hot dogs, hamburgers, mm-hmm. pizza. Oh no, I, I actually did Universal a lot the week that I was there. And the, for the two oh, weeks good. that I was actually there, I did Universal like six times because I had the pass. And I was like, well, I'm not, I can't get to Disney right now. So I'll go to, I did Universal a lot. And I be honest with you, I really wasn't, that's the one of the things that really lacks there is is the food. And every single place had lines out the door. Yep. Like yep. it was. And, well, what and else, it, what are you going to do? It's like, you got to eat something. You yeah, know? 100%. So like, you know, it, I'll tell you what I thought was pretty good though, is I ended up getting a meal at the Chocolate Emporium. <gasps> They're pretty good. That, that What's the next serve there? It's like, it's kind of like a... um. It's, it's kind of like a cheesecake factory kind of a place, I would guess. Oh, it's it not a dinner. So it's dessert. Yeah. Oh, it's, no, no, yeah. no, it's oh, they dinner. do everything. It's they dinner. do everything. They, yeah, but they have like really in, intense, like they have like a whole candy shop in there with like gourmet candies and they have these shakes oh. that are like these gourmet shakes. But the, oh. it's not bad. Like I wasn't like, don't get me wrong. It's not like fine dining, but it was, it was good. It was probably the best meal that I had at it, Universal. It feels like fine dining because it's all like steampunk and like kind of elegant, but yeah. edgy. It, it's, and it's, it reminds me of like, it has like a 20, like a 1920s or 30s like theme mm-hmm. to it. Like almost like a, like a, uh, like a gin joint back in like the 20s and 30s kind of feel yes. to it, you know? Oh, it's one of my favorite places to eat there. And my friend Shay and I, we would go there and we would split a kettle chip nachos that they have there. Highly recommend if you can go Yum. get the kettle chip nachos. Yum. So good. And then we'd split a milkshake. We'd get like an each our own entree, but then we'd split the milkshakes because those are thick and like heavy. I love, that yeah. I love you felt bad about getting the extra garlic <laughs> sauce, but now we got a shake and <laughs> nacho. But she's splitting it. Yes. Yeah, well, my Never thing. I bad about that no. i like when you combine nope. shakes with like fried foods like french fries or nachos like i like that I do combination like eating it at the same time or like dipping your fry into yes <laughs> yeah i like both i love french fries and shakes the dipping is so good i used to do that when i was a little kid at mcdonald's that was like the big discovery for me yeah but those fries are kind of wobbly so they don't really <laughs> yeah to take more than one in your hand oh yeah two would make it a little more well dirty. don't worry dino diner i'll come by and get a hot dog so you don't go under with these guys <laughs> <laughs> i'll hold i'll hold it up this place is great don't worry Keep it in business. <laughs> yeah, this is elegant. <laughs> I'll be there at my napkin tucked in my shirt. And have like your utensils all laid out, like, you know, your salad fork and then your, yeah. your entree fork and then your dessert spoon, like all laid out. <laughs> For a hot dog and a churro. A churro. A churro. I've never had a churro. That's right. I vowed to try it. Yeah, for, that's I, right. I just don't really. I just don't really like a lot of that sweet stuff, though. So it's yeah. like I kind of probably won't care. If but I. Can, but I need to try it. If you try a churro, I'd honestly say wait to go to Disneyland and try a churro there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I hear. Wow. Yeah. There's just something more magical at Disneyland. I, uh, everyone raves about the churros at Disneyland. At least they got. At least that small park out in the West Coast has something going for it. You know what I mean? Maybe some people will come now that we told them about the churros. Don't. 
I'm just teasing Morgan because I Disneyland. <laughs> I'm teasing Morgan because oh, that's her park. Disneyland. We are actually huge fans of Disneyland. Yes, yeah, We are the fans of as you know of old, and they are and they got it. Saturated. Listen, I love an underdog, and that's and 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 the little brother, and that's what Disneyland is. So yeah, I love it. So during this little uh, therapy session we're gonna have, I'm definitely gonna side with Dan. Just. <laughs> Yes. Just saying. <laughs> Insulted my little baby Disneyland. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. If I could change one thing though, I'd I'd put the bears back. But yeah. I, I, I do miss that when I go there. That seems like that should absolutely still be there. Let's get All back right, to some go. news. Steph, what do you got? I've got Run Disney has announced that they will be returning to in-person events, but participants that would like to race virtually will be able to do so. Run Disney has announced the following upcoming events. The Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon, which will happen November 4th through the 7th, 2021. Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, January 5th through the 9th, 2022. Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend, February 24th through the 27th, 2022 and run disney springtime surprise weekend march 31st to april 3rd 2022 nice name oh it springtime surprise really springtime surprise well this is pretty big man let's let's not yeah. you know rush over this before you get to your next side these this is something every a lot of well i don't know about us but a lot of people were wanting this back yeah I would actually like to try it. I mean, I, you know, I would obviously want to start out small because I haven't really done this before, but it's something I'd like to be able to, you know, try just to say I tried it once, you know, and did it. Gene, I have done it. You have at Disney? Which one did you do? I did one in Epcot as Prince Charming. Oh, it was before I knew him. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It's, it wasn't with the most fun person. At the time, but uh, yeah, um, I can definitely see the appeal. Uh, the only downer uh, was getting up so early to get there, and it was freezing. What? It happened to be just super cold and windy that day, and you, you know, you don't bring a jacket really because yeah, because it's you're warm, and so you're freezing. Mm-hmm. But that was just that was just that one day. But what? What are the details you got here? Run Disney has released some more information on the Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Gene, I feel like that's the one that you would do. I would totally do that one. That's what I'm actually looking at. I just don't know if it's too soon because it's it's actually the first day is my birthday, November 4th. So maybe for my birthday, it's something I have to do. I think this is perfect timing. Let's perfect. see. The Wine and Dine will have a 5K. See, there you go. 10K half marathon and Disney two course challenge. The two course challenge includes the 10K and half marathon. If you are a club run Disney gold or platinum member, then registration will begin on July 6th, 2021 (laughs) at 10 a.m. General registration will open on July 13th, 2021. There will be an after hours party at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival where runners will get to eat a global marketplaces, see live entertainment, and go on some Epcot attractions. If you have registered for the half marathon or the two-course challenge, then your registration includes entry to the party. Also, for you guys at home, the general registration for the virtual races will open on July 16th at 10 a.m. Each virtual registration includes the medal, shirt, and bibs for the race. Plus, you will get a virtual goodie bag. What are the bibs? You know, is the, that the, the thing with the number, right? 
You pin them on your shirt, your number for the race. Oh, so why don't they have the same number? Well, that because that's not what they're called. Yeah, oh. it's like your race bib, and it has like a little tracker in it too. I I didn't mention this in the, when you were talking about earlier, but I did the princess half marathon in 2020. Ah. Oh. Right before everything shut down, and that week was the registration for the wine and dine because I was hooked. I was I love this. I'm so excited. <laughs> I signed up for four more races, like the next four races. They all got canceled, uh. and now it, I'm like. So they all that fun then. I I would definitely like to try, especially the wine and dine one, man. Like, you know, the wine and dine part is really the key for me. I'm signed up for the dog dash two block. Have you guys heard of that? No, what is it? It's a two block race and uh, (laughs) you stop every so paces and have to eat a full hot dog. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I got to say that one sounds pretty good. All kidding aside, I actually did do a 5K, I believe it was. And it was hot dog and beer. It was the most (laughs) bizarre thing. You had to run a certain distance, eat a hot dog farther and then down a beer. And then it was super weird. That sounds very challenging. (laughs) Your stomach is probably torn the whole time. I know. So the virtual, I never really knew that they did this. I did that last summer. You did? Yeah. And, you know, I thought going into it, you would have to submit your times to get the medal or whatever it was. You didn't. Yeah, it's pretty much honor system. It really is. And it it, it doesn't feel as satisfying to do the virtual. Yeah. Well, you're not. You're Well, but if you aren't going to ever be able to go and you really want the medals, it's a way to get them. I mean, the medals are pretty cool. And you know what's ironic is I'm a lot faster at the virtual one. (laughs) <laughs> like well, I'm like two hours faster at the virtual one. Well, like Morgan, so said, ironic. You're not getting the atmosphere of what you're running around, and that's kind yeah. of the appeal to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, was being able to get in there and no one's there, and you have cast members kind of cheering you on as you go, and you run into random characters. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and it's just going to be just a cool event to be a part of, too. You know, yeah. yeah. And for a first time racer, like I had not done any race prior to that, and I signed up for the half, and that's only because the five k was sold out and the ten k was sold out. I'm like, crap, I have to do the thirteen point one miles, and I'm a volleyball player. We don't run more than a mile ever. <laughs> So that was a huge, I did a whole episode on it on my podcast, episode 22, shameless plug, shout out, sorry. Um, (laughs) Plug it. um, But if you want to hear the full story, but. Don't worry, we'll edit that out. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was so good because it's it's not a pressure to run and they have different things for you to look at, whether it's like a band playing or TV is playing. Like I remember we had to do a long stretch of the highway because we went, we ran from Epcot to Magic Kingdom and back and there's like oh so, so much going on and you get to see backstage, which is really cool. And there'll be like rare characters out. Like I know my yeah. one friend stopped for Bolt and I remember there was the Meet the Robinson character in Tomorrowland. And of course, I did the princess one, plenty of princesses. And it was just such a fun, encouraging environment. So if you're if you're ever nervous about it, anybody interested, like I highly, highly recommend it. It's really Yeah, and you fun. can walk. I mean, if yes. it's not like they're pounding you to the pavement, you gotta be running. So yeah. you just gotta watch out for the balloon ladies. <laughs> the only thing she heard that you said is backstage. Oh, perfect. Oh, she heard. In. I am in. It's I would so yeah, I would cool. love to do it. 
Like when we went from Magic Kingdom, we went up down Main Street. I cried. I was like, this is so emotional. I can't believe I'm doing this. And around Tomorrowland to the back of the castle. So we came out the front, took my castle picture. Then we ran up towards Splash Mountain and we got to go backstage right there. Well, the parade route's back there. There was a whole warehouse of all the parade floats from the princess floats. So they actually had out that you could take pictures with, but they also had all the Christmas floats just back there too. Like everything. It was really, really great. When is this happening? Yes, yes. And I want to give a little bit behind the scenes for people. So Meredith's float in Festival of Fantasy, she's actually sitting on like a bicycle seat. So that's how she's up there. She's not like, you know, attached to like a stick or something, you know, it's, it's so it's wild. Bicycle. Oh, it's that makes bi- sense. See, that's not the whole bicycle, to- right? Yeah, to move this, the way she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was wild because you don't, you know, you don't, we ran past it and we didn't see Merida on it, of course. So we saw it. I'm like, oh, what's that bicycle seat doing up there? Oh, that's why. <laughs> Your that's face. Cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my Stephanie, gosh, we have to do this. Well, we have to do this. You're not really getting let backstage. I mean, you were able to see this stuff, right? It's mm-hmm. not like, hey, come on back. We're gonna go look at the. Fl-. I mean, I mean yeah, it wasn't had, like they, they didn't invite the you. Prin- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. They had the princess floats for like you know the main one in Festival of Fantasy that all the princesses are on, and then yeah. Meredith's float that you could stop and take pictures with. But you're running past all of the buildings, and you can see all the floats under this shed-looking thing. It was wild. Did they say that to you when be like when you registered or before you registered that nope. that's pretty crazy right they do show shown. the route on the website before you run it so you can kind of figure out oh this is backstage epcot this is backstage magic kingdom so you can figure that out but it's pretty cool it's- well one would probably think you know I- i'm not going to see anything they'll probably have a cover or whatever so that mm-hmm. was such a huge that'd be such a huge surprise to be able to yeah to see that and be able to do the pictures Mm-hmm. Stephanie wouldn't be able to finish the race. She'd get lost back there. <laughs> uh, she lost. accidentally. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I fell and I got to walk real slow the rest oh of the way. I, mean, I thought this was a bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I've tried that excuse so many times. <laughs> work anymore. Ma'am, please uh, leave. Yeah. All right. Dan's, what else we got? Dan's uh, nudging me. Yeah. Enough with it. Okay, here we go. All right. We now have some new information about a restaurant that will be reopening in Walt Disney World Resorts. Citrico's at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa will be reopening on July 15th after undergoing a refurbishment. Citrico's has been reimagined into a restaurant inspired by Mary Poppins Returns. According to Disney, the restaurant pays homage to the whimsy and elegance of Mary Poppins Returns. How much? Okay. Do you really notice it though? Or is, are they just saying kind of like patterns and stuff? I, I don't know. I don't know. We won't know until July 15th. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why not just do it after Mary Poppins, the original? I feel like this is a light glaze yeah. over the, like, I don't think this is going to be so, it sounds like it's not going to be as obvious as we would want. Probably not. No. Well, <laughs> but guess what? A nod is, is still good. Yeah. Okay. And uh, guess what? What? Tron Construction had a major change last week. We're happy to say Disney has finally removed the eyesore of Tomorrowland, the crane. (laughs) The massive crane has not only been removed, it's also hauled away. Bye-bye. Good riddance, man. Yeah, Yeah. finally, right? That's how we feel when the crane's always by the castle. (laughs) Yeah. It's our luck. Yeah. yeah, I feel like where's that crane going to show up next? I feel like it's always somewhere in the background. Lately. Don't worry, guys. When we make our next trip, the crane will be hauled right back. <laughs> oh, no, for sure will be. Beep. 
Hey, Harvey, the stars are coming in again. You better get that loaded in the truck. We're bringing it back. (laughs) All right. Here's one for Sam. The Disney dining plan will officially be back. Yes, it's true. Disney has announced the Disney dining plan will return. However, the timing is still unknown. As shared by Disney in quotes, we know many of you are also wondering when the Disney dining plan packages will return. While we're not quite ready to share an update on timing, we are planning to bring this guest favorite option back at a later date. We will also continue to reopen more resort offerings, including restaurants like Ohana with the noodles. Those noodles, the yakisoba noodles. So my, okay, here's one thing about this that I will say. What is, what can be This is great news, but this is like a major one, right? But why does Disney always kind of throw suggested dates for all other kind of things, but nothing with this? Like, okay, are we going to get, are you talking this year already? Are we talking next year? Like, what do we, give us some kind of, glimmer of something maybe we understand that it could change but what's the ballpark maybe because i'm really curious about that yeah because i I think everybody knew it would come back so i don't think they really broke any major story by saying it's going to come back i think we all knew it would eventually come back so it's almost like well don't even say anything until you give us a date i think it's a no-brainer that it's coming back i never had a I never thought there was any doubt that it wasn't. It'd be more uh, news if it didn't come back. Yeah, like that would be newsworthy. Like, oh, Disney Dining Plan is not coming back ever. <laughs> I yeah, don't like- actually agree with you, Gene. I don't think that we all could just assume with like a lot of things that have changed that it was coming back in the same capacity. So I, I feel I like I feel like it's too much of a moneymaker because I feel like in most cases, people don't eat. I think they make out better on the on the meal plan like Disney does. I don't think many people eat as much as they as they can and, and I feel like oh, Disney still makes out on it so to me it would be a no-brainer like don't get me wrong there's people that definitely make out and make out with more food than than what they pay for the the meal plan but I would think more on average more people don't reach that limit like you know because there's a lot of people that will buy like a water and stuff with it and like water is there's no value in the water it's like four bucks you want well, your snacks to be like six seven eight bucks so I really I really do think more cases than not people don't hit that number on on the meal plans it's I don't think that's the of it is what makes it all. I'm just saying that with some of the other things things you've seen they've raised the price like they've changed it a bit to get even more that's my well point. they may raise the price on it that i that they could do i wouldn't be surprised if that happened but um i think it's a money maker for disney i think they make too much money with it i think they make out more than than they don't make out with it so that's my opinion that's i mean i don't i haven't seen any studies on it I'm but packing all those snacks with <laughs> oh, I'm eating everything I can. Gosh, I love I mean, I'm the same way. And then and sometimes I'm a slave to it, though. Like, sometimes, you you know, I'll eat something I don't want to eat just because I'm like, yeah. well, I got to get the most expensive thing on the menu. And in some cases, some menus, some of the, like, at Topolino Terrace, the my favorite thing on the menu there is, like, one of the cheapest main courses. And it's the, um, the rigatoni. It's not that expensive compared to everything else. But that's the one I always want. So if I was doing the meal plan, they would, I would take a loss on, on that dinner because yeah. it's the lightest, it's the, it's the cheapest thing on the on the main course but that's what i like the best there so you have to be very strategic to get your like your money's worth like you Mm -hmm. guys said like eight dollar snacks and stuff like that yeah what else we got steph trails and restaurant at the campsites at disney's fort wilderness resort will reopen on july 17th the trails and restaurant will be returning with family style skillets for breakfast and dinner however more food drama (laughs) they have removed one of its most popular dishes the fried chicken and people are not happy about this i've never 
I've never had the fried chicken there, but I do know people like it a lot. Have, Morgan, have you ever been to Trails End? I have been to Trails End, but I'm not a fried chicken kind of person. So I'm too loyal to Homecoming to have it anywhere else in Disney at this point. That's the only place I'll have it. But um, I know a lot of people do love it there. Seems dumb. Like really, Fort Wilderness, you're taking away fried chicken. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like that that should definitely be there, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure the you know, if, if people are that upset about it, they'll get like the same way they were about the noodles yeah. at Ohana. They'll they'll bring that back soon too, hopefully, you know. Um don't you kind of wonder if the noodles I told this to stuff after we did the podcast. Don't you think maybe something was kind of up with the noodles, like supply or something? Like it seems like it came back mm-hmm. really quick for going to be moving forward without it. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was yeah. never really going to be yeah. not ever on the menu and they just took it off temporarily. I don't know. I'm maybe curious about it. Was a publicity stunt? Well, I don't know about a publicity stunt. Well, it's You guys, we really need to cause a ruckus. <laughs> what do we do? They wanted to distract us with the noodles for hiding something else that we still haven't noticed. That's, yes, what, that's, that's what somebody said, why they came up with it to distract from the Skyliner crashes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's a good strategy. That's that's the long con. Oh. <laughs> so I wonder what's gonna happen because there's no fried chicken. Now is there something else going on? <sighs> They're trying to distract from the harmonious barges in the middle yeah. of the <laughs> Don't look at these barges in the middle of the day. (laughs) Good one. I got some news. Disneyland Resort has announced which restaurants we can expect to be reopening in July. And Disneyland Park, the Harbor Galley, and the Hungry Bear Restaurant opened on July 1st. Refreshment Corner will be opening on July 8th. And Cat Saka's Kettle will be opening on the 15th. At Disney's California Adventure, the Lucky Fortune Cookery, Corn Dog Castle, best name ever, Mm -hmm. and Schmoozies. Also opened on July 1st, and Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream will be open on July 8th. In the Disneyland Hotel, the Tangaro Terrace, Tropical Bar and Grill, and Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar have also opened as of July 2nd. I did see um, the Hungry Bears got a Humphrey Bear mm-hmm. uh, souvenir kind of uh, mason jar mug. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Corn Dog Castle. Seriously. I want to go there. I don't remember that when I was there. I don't either. It's tucked next to um, Goofy's flight school ride. I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but it's between Little Mermaid and there. Nice. Mm. She knows Uh, her Dog Castle location very quickly. I don't. I actually don't go there. I go. I just know Disneyland very well. Yes, that's that's your that's your that's your home park, right? Actually, Disney World is my home park. Well, no, but I mean Disneyland is like your that's your number one park. That's my baby. That's my that's your heart. That's my heart. And I and I I don't think Dan Stephanie know this, but like I grew up on the East Coast. Disney World was my home park. And when I moved out to California, I was like, nope, nothing nothing could be ever be better than Disney World. And then I just after being at Disneyland for so many years, I'm like, I just love it. There's just such a charm and. Yeah. Just homeness to it that I you can't really find at Disney World. But I agree. It, yeah. Great. I get you. Well, this is pretty big. Uh, extended hours for guests is coming back, including morning and evening extensions. However, there's one big catch for evening hours. Earlier this year, Disney announced that extra magic hours would not be returning, and in its place, early theme park entry would grant guests early access to the theme parks. Beginning October 1st, Disney will be rolling out a new early theme park entry benefit for Disney Resort hotel guests and guests of other select hotels, giving them the first chance to enjoy select attractions at every theme park every 
every day. That means if you are staying at a Disney hotel or other hotel like Swan and Dolphin or Shades of Green, you'll be able to enter the park before anyone else. In addition, with the kickoff of the 50th anniversary, guests staying at Disney Deluxe or Deluxe Villa Resort hotels will also be able to enjoy extended evening hours on select nights in select theme parks. Extended evening hours will begin in early October with specific dates and parks to be shared later. We'll keep you updated on that. This is only for guests staying at a deluxe resort. Dates and parks will be limited, but this is a welcome perk. Guests will need a valid ticket or pass and a theme park reservation for the same park on the same day to experience that extended evening hour. Or guests may visit with a ticket or annual pass with the park hopper option (laughs) this is so specific if they entered their first park where they made their reservation earlier that day that's a lot of stuff i mean the gist of it is there's some major extension coming back i think we'll have to wait till we get you know some more details there but that's good news i think Mm -hmm. stephanie you're gonna like this one yeah During the 50th celebration, be on the lookout for surprise appearances by some favorite Disney pals like Goofy and Pluto, who will be dressed in their iridescent best and dropping by to visit guests at Disney Resort Hotels. We, as you know, love that Disney listened to us because Mm -hmm. what have we been talking about? Podcast after podcast is characters doing more random appearances, which Mm -hmm. is showing up places. Yep. You were right. Yeah, I feel like they they used to do that like way back when, I feel like. When I was a kid, I feel like. Or is it just how I remember it? But I feel like when I was a kid, it was more more routine that they would just be walking around like randomly. And then over the years, like... Like you said, they they just have their designated spots, and that's really it. And then even with obviously with with everything with COVID, they they really can't do it as much. But but yeah, I really feel like over the last 10, 15 years, maybe that it seems like they you see them less and less and less, and only at their designated spots, not just like I told you when I was when I was down there um, when I moved down there for the two weeks that I had I got to be in Florida. I was hanging out at the boardwalk, and I saw Goofy walking through the the lobby, just hanging out, and he gave me a thumbs up. I, Gene, I told I know, you, that he said that was, kid that was in front, right no. behind you, walking up. I just, I just want to, I just wanted in my head think it might have been me. No, no, it was Gene, almost. But thanks. Well, Seth. we have actually really been talking about this a lot, and I really do feel like something has been decided or discussed because, like you mentioned, the goofy thing that's happened more than one location. Mm-hmm. This kind of thing is seems like it's really popping up more and mm-hmm. I really feel they're planning on doing more. I think they've realized obviously by listening to me <laughs> <laughs> that it's a cheap way to do something unique. I mean, they have the characters, they have the outfits and they can just do these random pop in pop outs mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to always be a major deal. Right. It's a little know? touch of magic that that it just adds something to somebody's day. Yeah, like we mm-hmm. we mentioned too like the old water skiing in front of the contemporary back in the day like just being able to see that i mean even in pictures now Mm -hmm. if you look at it you just kind of feel that excitement that you saw Mm -hmm. something out of the blue that day i i hope kind of playing off this idea with like surprise guests at the hotel which is also pretty good because you know when you're going for a long trip you need like a pool day resort day and so Mm -hmm. bringing like you said bringing that magic in is such a great idea but going into the parks too i kind of like these little cavalcades so if they had you know the main three o'clock parade but they have these little cavalcades randomly i think that they should keep that and keep these little surprises and hit Yeah. gems instead of Ooh. anytime you want to meet anybody 30 minute wait or more mm-hmm. so 
I agree. I'm all for characters all the time. Love characters. Yeah. <laughs> the cool thing about doing them at resorts is if you're going to a particular resort, that character can be dressed different. But yeah. totally, it totally makes sense. You like know? the Polynesian or Fort Wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that idea. So do I. I don't know who said it. it might have been Dan. Even if you're not doing it, it might have been Morgan. If you're not doing a park day, you just you're just doing a day, just getting arrested at the pool. It's not like you're not going to have a little bit of Disney magic where you know you don't see anything like that. So to have them come through the resorts for people that are, are taking the day off from the from the from the mm-hmm. parks you're giving them a little extra disney magic that they wouldn't typically get if they weren't in the parks you know yeah so I, I think feel, it's i think it's a really just a great idea yeah mm-hmm. i feel you know back in the day they didn't you know have the resorts so much like they've exploded now so yeah. it's like as much as they're themed out and can be magical nothing compares to having you know let's say you're at the pool laying out there and all of a sudden goofy comes with like swimming gear on or something like that's nuts like that all of a sudden you're really in a disney resort you know and i'm sorry they need to up it a little bit they're taking away magic hours the the benefits to staying in a disney hotel are diminishing a little bit i gotta say so i think they need to keep doing this little stuff for their guests i just do i would stay at a disney hotel in hopes to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if Fort Wilderness had you know Chippendale in a specific mm-hmm. outfit, you know, I would I would be looking all the time and not the campfire. Stuff. Yeah, like yeah. The- pop up yeah and another perk we haven't touched on if they're doing this at you know randomly through one a couple of their many resorts not even necessarily all of them that's bringing a lot of more employees back to the parks and back to work and entertainment and stuff and i think that's a wonderful thing as well like Mm -hmm. you're not only making your guests happy but you're making your cast members happy and bringing them more bringing them back to work yeah yeah that's true I like it. All right. Well, a little announcement. Winter Summerland Miniature Golf at Walt Disney World reopened its summer course on July 1st. And they also reopened their winter course on the 3rd. Walk-ups are welcome or guests may actually book a tea time for the next day or beyond by calling 407-WDW-PLAY or numerically 407-939-7529. This is a place I I've always wanted to go and Stephanie just kind of frowns on it. She doesn't want to go. I always, I always plan on trying to go. I'm like, Oh, I would love to do it. And then you get there and there's so many other things to do that mini golf doesn't really ever kind of take precedent. That's the problem. But I want to steal. Well, you guys can go. You and Jean can go. Okay. Let's do it. All right. We're doing it. All right. In its first ever update, Mickey's PhilharMagic will soon have a new Coco scene. The musical number Un Poco Loco will anchor the new scene when it opens to guests at Disney California Adventure and Disneyland Paris on July 17th before being added to the Magic Kingdom Park later this year during the Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary celebration, which begins October 1st. With Donald Duck bouncing into the world of Coco, this marks the first time Disney and Pixar animators have worked on a creative endeavor where characters from both animation studios will be seen together on screen. One of Coco's original composers Jermaine Franco will be producing a score unique to the attraction for the scene. According to Disney Parks blog, all the show's current musical numbers will remain when the scene is added. So everything you liked about it before is still there. Cool. I love this idea. It's needed a, 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 an update for a minute anyway, right? I mean, it's been the same show throughout. Coco has got just 
the music in the Coco was great. So I'm glad to see they do a little update to it. And, you know, it's and still left it the way it was. I'm glad they didn't take anything out to put that in. So it makes it a little bit longer of a a show. And uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see the new addition to it. I'm curious to see the transition between the two. And like you guys said about two news stories ago, how they've been Disney's listening to your characters being a part of it. I literally (laughs) said on my most recent episode, I'm like, I love Mickey Soul Heart Magic, but that needs some love and update. And like literally this happened. So Disney's listening to our podcast for yeah. sure. I think I think it's great news. I think it's I think it's Coco's fantastic. Filler Magic's fan already been fantastic. To add something to it like this, I think is I think this is great. I'm, I was really excited when I saw this. So thank you, Morgan, for for making them do this. My yeah, question thanks. though no, is <laughs> is kind of what Morgan said. I am curious to see what they look like together. Is it is it going to stand out to us like odd that it's just being inserted? Yep. And it, also too on like questioning it. No, Disney and Pixar characters have worked together. I know they said animators specifically, but like I immediately thought of Wreck-It Ralph too when Merida and all the princesses were together and like oh she's from the other studio. Like I'm like wait a minute they have been together. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't know but if you're referring to just the animators. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it's more just the animators at this point. Okay. But um, I yeah, I'm excited, man. I think it's gonna be cool. I you know there might even be another one or two films they could even throw in there too. Maybe even you know that would deserve a spot in there. You know, I wouldn't do anything from Cruella, but maybe Luca. Oh my! Oh. God. What song do they even sing in Luca? Yeah, who? Can I don't know. I'm sure, there's one or two. Song. I don't know. I'm just teasing Dan. That's all. All right. What do you got, Gene? I got some news. You guys ready for my news? Ready. All right. Well, we now have some new information on when we can expect to see construction begin on the new high-speed train that will connect Orlando International Airport to Disney Springs. According to the Orlando Business Journal, construction on the train could be starting in the first quarter of 2024. Brightline has recently said that it all depends on if the Miami-based intercity rail provider gets the necessary approvals. If the construction does, in fact, begin in early 2024, then the opening date could be sometime in 2026, as was previously reported. No matter what happens, it will still be hard to see the Magical Express come to an end in January. But at least with the high-speed train on the horizon, we have something to look forward to. And you know what? And that might be the only reason why they got rid of the Magical Express, but they get rid of the Magical Express, Magical Express what, next year? So we still have to wait like five years. But I think this is a good thing. They still should have kept the Magical Express. I don't see... I just, I, for the life of me, I still don't understand why they got rid of it, why they're getting rid of it, to be honest. Well, it was contracted contract-wise because the contracts they had before you know, we're really pre Uber. And so that wasn't really available. And there was a big deal with uh, an agreement that I think um, expired that they had mirrors about the exclusivity as to how far Ubers could like come up initially to the airport mm-hmm. because they had, because they also own taxis. So th- they're losing That's out right. on all That's that right. now. I remember that. So I they wanted you. to renegotiate this contract and was just not, they just weren't coming into an agreement with a, a good enough deal yeah. for them to keep doing it, I think. Yeah, no, I hear you. It just it just stinks because it's like who gets hurt by this is is the guest. You know? Yeah, for sure. I feel like it, it should have been like a natural fade out. For the one thing is the Magical Express was free. You know what I'm saying? So like Uber's not. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, of course I wouldn't want to see something free go. Who wouldn't? And maybe that's really what it is. But I mean, there was just such convenience for it. You basically, you leave your bags at the airport that you're leaving from and then you don't see them again until you get to your room. That was always such a big positive of, of it too, you know? I yeah, feel they should have bit the bullet on it because ultimately it's a reflection on Disney, whether it is yeah. or it yep. is the perception of guest size. 
because yep, that's exactly right. Disney took away, you know, and it's, and it's yep. the perk of the staying at the hotel that right. got taken away. It's one exactly more kind of what you were saying before. That was one of the things that was one of the perks that you didn't have to worry about renting a car. You just you yep. got right on the Medical Express. It took you right to your resort. You never had to leave the resort Disney property until you got back on the Medical Express to go back to uh, the airport. Yeah, I think it was that's a heat. They, oh. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. maybe that's why they took away the fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, what sucks about the magic magical express being taken away is I think it was something that was added to people that were planning first trips or maybe only they're ever going to go there once that really took a lot of the headache away and, uh, and gave some kind of relief. So when they did get to Orlando, that part was kind of taken care mm-hmm. care of. You know, I, I remember mm-hmm. when we first used it when we went, it was special. Whether there's little things about it you might not like or didn't run as smoothly, it was special and, and unique. And I, I dug it. But I, I get, like we mentioned, we were changing. We're Uber times. And, you know, the other thing about the Magical, Magical Express is extremely lengthy waits. Mm-hmm. Where it could be at the end. It could be. So well, R.I.P. Magical Express. But hopefully, this new train system will be good. It just it just stinks. We have to wait till yeah. 2026. But but um, big news from Gideon's Bakehouse. They announced their new cookie of the month, and it's a limited edition for July. The Florida Key Lime Chocolate oh. Chip Cookie, which I can't wait to get back oh, down I and need, try. I need that. Actually, I'm not a sweets guy, but I'm a key lime guy. Are they on good gold belly or good belly or? No, I know you're saying, yeah, they're not on that. Not that I know of, at least. I'll go uh, buy them. Morgan. uh, On, sorry. Do you love it or no? I like it, but in moderation. And I don't go to the Disney Springs one since I'm a local here. I go to the one in Winter Park. Yep. Barely a wait, and it's slightly cheaper. And I found out why because Disney is in its own tax; like they can ha- they have higher taxes there. Whereas where it is in Winter Park, it's a little bit cheaper. So you save like a dollar, roughly, or something like that. And and the thing is still cool with the Winter Park one too. Like they have like all the old books in the back, and it, it's yes. cool. You still get that that vibe and stuff, but there's a bunch of like little shops around there too. It's like I yeah. definitely, if you can go there, definitely check it out. It's but. very hipstery. It's like a little flea market of all like hipster stuff, like you. You know mm-hmm. all different foods and then like there's like a candle shop and really it's it's actually pretty cool if you guys want this cookie just let me know and i'll go make a trip and i'll i can mail it out to you guys <laughs> yes <laughs> Yum. it's odd to i don't know though it's it's a weird thing for a cookie like key lime i wonder how it's have you had one i've had a normal i've had a chocolate chip and a cookies and cream one and I, I like cookies and cream it's my favorite the chocolate chip is really good but it's very chocolatey like you really gotta like chocolate yeah not me. you know we want to hear a fun fact the cookies and cream is steve the owner the the founder of gideon's it's his it's his least favorite cookie too many of his friends and stuff were like we gotta have a, we gotta have that cookies and cream and he basically yeah he was like that's my least favorite cookie if you ask yeah if you ask him that that'll that that's what he'll tell you now the one the june the cookie was way. really good said that on the on the show yeah. oh did he say that? i don't remember if you said it on the air or off the air, but he definitely told me that. Yeah, or maybe you asked him what his favorite one was, and it was peanut butter. I, 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 I think it, I think it's just the chocolate chip. Is like the originator was his oh. was his favorite, but yeah. the, I know his least favorite is definitely the cookies and cream. But yeah, I I, I love every single cookie in that place, man. There's not a bad one in the bunch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The pista- the, the the one with the pistachio was is my favorite. The June cookie, which was the white uh, macadamia with the caramel, that was. Ooh, now so you're good. talking my language. That one was so good. That one. Was, I that love was, macadamia nuts. Yeah, that one's good. But I uh, it's like right. plain dough. Yeah. I want just like plain nothing in it, you know, like sugar cookie. Yeah, but like, how about cookie of the month for August for is raw cookie dough from Gideon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like that. Yeah, me too. We gotta, we gotta, for me, we my favorite is the 
the cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough without the chocolate chips. Yep, me too. I just like that dough. Yeah, me too. Moving on. But uh, all right, let's see. We got Wasalu, who used to perform in the Burukdika band in Disney's Animal Kingdom, has returned to Walt Disney World. In Animal Kingdom, we saw the band play the drums and bring out dancers for the street party. The Afro pop group started performing at Disney Springs on July 1st and will also be playing on the 17th, 20th, and 29th of July. So that's that's fun. Why did they move out of Animal Kingdom? Probably as everything's reopening, maybe just to give them a little, you know, bring them out to everybody else and, you know, maybe just a little bit more exposure. Who knows? I'm sure they'll be back in Animal Kingdom soon enough. And uh, what else we got? Disney's Polynesian Village Resort has been getting a big refurbishment with rooms getting a Moana theme to make over and the front entrance getting a new look. But we officially have a reopening date. Guests will be able to stay at the resort starting July 19th. The front entrance of the Great Ceremonial House will not reopen until the 19th. Instead, cast members will be helping guests access the side entrance. Also, the monorail station at the Polynesian will continue to be under construction and it will not reopen with the resort. So... We have some great news for all you hot dog lovers out there. Casey's Corner on Main Street USA and Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom has officially reopened. Sadly, there is no sign yet of the return of the Main Street pianist. (laughs) What? Sorry. What happened? Nothing. Well, after grabbing yourself a dog at Casey's, you may also want to go up for some ice cream because the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor on Main Street USA will be reopening on July 7th. However, some fan favorites will not be on the menu for the opening. Some of the specialty treats missing from the menu are the Apple Blossom Sunday, ice cream cookie sandwiches, and the hugely popular Kitchen Sink Sunday. Hopefully, some of these will make their way back onto the menu shortly after the opening. Um, I love the, the Kitchen Sink Sunday. Have you guys ever had that? I haven't yet. I love it. I saw people were bumming out. Yeah. Yeah. That's- They'll bring that back. Getting taken away. Yeah, they'll bring that back for sure. I've tried the kitchen sink with eight friends during my Disney college program. We still couldn't finish it. It's huge. Wow. It is huge. Oh, That's a challenge. And and then if you wait too long, all the different flavors just kind of melt together. Yeah. It's not as appetizing and you're already full. It's a whole it's you gotta you gotta dig into it quick. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought about that. If you're right. trying to do that with limited people, that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Wow, I gotta, I gotta try one and see how much it do is. It. I bet we could. How do big? It. How big would you say that sink is? Like the sink itself is, you know, like, like no, it's not that big, is it? Maybe a I, little, but it's deep too. Yeah, I, I got it in 2013, so I don't know if it's how it's changed since then, but it's. Pretty big and like it's pretty said, it was deep. Too, Do you remember so. how much it was? No, I I, again, we split I, the price with eight friends too. Gotta be a couldn't lot. afford it again. Disney College program <laughs> students, <laughs> yeah. I would think right. 30 something. I don't remember. I got it like when I went in February of 2019 was the last time I got it. You got it by yourself? No, I got it. Uh, <laughs> me and me and I think me and Jess shared it. But I was there with Jess and, and, and my son. Did you finish it? I feel like we did, but maybe we didn't. I don't remember. It was, I gotta find out. It was like two years ago. Jess definitely wouldn't have finished it. She's not a gamer. She's not a trooper like that. But I can't see. I, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have gave up on it. So I think I would have had to finish it. Yeah. Finish but uh, all right. So that's uh, that's gonna do it for the news. Let's head over to the Disney TV and Movie Minute. Disney TV and Movie Minute. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute, sponsored by JSA Creations. They make all your ears come true, Dan. Make all your ears come true in 3D. There you go. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> 
All right, Morgan. What do we got coming up? A little jingle last week, Morgan. You're never. You're not going to get to hear it. I. I. Wait. It wasn't on last week's episode. I heard that one. Oh, it was. Oh, I didn't know you put that on. I. Yeah, I left it. Okay. All right. So the good, the Bart, and the Loki. In the new short coming exclusively to Disney Plus, Loki is banished from Asgard once again and must face his toughest opponents yet: the Simpsons and Springfield's Mightiest Heroes. The God of Mischief teams up with Bart Simpson in an ultimate crossover event tribute to the Marvel Cinematic Universe of superheroes and villains. This wow. is something that doesn't need to happen, but I'm very yeah. curious to see happen. I, I could feel like it's going to either be classic or horrendous. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be one or the other, but it's definitely going to be... I'll have to check it out for sure. I'm yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? I know, right? Like, of all the people to, 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 to combine, to do a crossover with, Loki and the Simpsons, it's just so weird. When yeah. I first read it, I was like, am I reading this right? Wait, what? Like, I know. Like, I thought it was a prank. All right, everybody, it's finally here. We've been talking about it for a while. Monsters at Work, Episodes 1 and 2. Monsters at Work takes place the day after the Monsters Incorporated power plant started harvesting the laughter of children to fuel the city of Monstropolis, thanks to Mike and Sully's discovery that laughter generates 10 times more energy than screams. It follows the story of Tyler Tussman, an eager young monster who graduated top of his class at Monsters University and always dreamed of becoming a scarer until he lands a job at Monsters Incorporated and discovers that scaring is out and laughter is in. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yep. Yep. Me too. This is such a cute original idea. I mean, in original in the sense of like playing off of what they already have. But yeah. I'm really curious to see more into the Monsters, Inc. world. And we, you know, we kind of got Monsters University and how they start to become scares. And then we obviously got Monsters, Inc. and how they their work life. Now let's see all of it together. Like, it's going to be great. It's going to be so good. And I love the fact that they got the original cast with Goodman and Crystal. And it's I, I'm so excited. This is this is one of the ones that I can say I, I'm I'm. I, I'm just as excited to see this as I was the the, the Marvel shows and, and and the Mandalorian. I'm that excited for this. This is yeah. I mean, you feel good already about watching it before you've watched it because yeah. everyone's back. You know, it just it puts a nice spin on it. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. All right. Well, what else we got? We have Marvel Legends Black Widow. Marvel Studios Legends serves as an exciting refresher for the various heroes and villains making their way to the highly anticipated streaming shows premiering on Disney+. Plus. Setting the stage for upcoming adventures, the episodes will feature Black Widow. Also, coming to Disney+, Plus this Friday, July 9th, we have, with the premiere access, Black Widow. So Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. The film will be available on Disney Plus for all subscribers on October 6th, 2021. So, I mean, that's like a three-month wait. It's what that is more worth the $30 than the other ones, I think, even just because it's such a long wait. Usually it's like a month, I feel. This one's like three months. So this is one I feel like I have to do the premiere access for. I feel like I could have waited on Cruella, as it turns out. But Dan, right? You agree? No. Hard no. No, I agree. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys a hot take. Luca was better than Cruella. Oh my gosh. Everybody out there, we all... We all know that what side Gene's on here. Okay. We we know who's on the right side. I'm on the I'm on the right side. Anna Morgan <coughs> and Stephanie. And yep. Stephanie's yep. Got back. Stephanie told me she liked Luca better than Cruella too. Uh-uh. No, she didn't. No. no. I thought it's an all kid aside. I like Cruella. You guys know that. I already said I liked it, but I just like Luca better. I know I'm probably in the minority, 
But you know what? Sometimes the majority is wrong, and that's where we're at. But I love Luca. What was what were they like so passionate about in Luca? Vespas. Like they were obsessed with, with what? Getting a Vespa. Oh, I miss. I miss. I could really relate to that I because say that. Yeah, no, they they wanted a Vespa, and I could really relate to that because there's sometimes I think to myself, what do I want more than anything in the world? And it's Vespa. Mm. You know, you can turn Luca into a drinking game. <laughs> with, with yes, I like it. Every time yep. they say Vespa, <laughs> they do say they do say it a lot. Be careful, those out there, if you are about to attempt that, because we only watched half of it, and they said Vespa <laughs> 37 times. <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys and where you guys are and how you guys are handling COVID and stuff, but I have to see Black Widow in theaters. Like, even last year when they were still like kind of on the edge of it, I have to see it in theaters. And so I'm so excited for it to come out. And, you know, it's been long enough. It's a lot safer than it was when it was originally mm-hmm. going to come out. And I am so excited. I saw Cruella in theaters. Theaters. We did too. Yeah, that was our first one back. Oh, it's, it's so such good. a good one. I did see Raya in theaters, and there. And the only thing I don't like about this premiere access is there's just a feeling you have, and it just completely immerses you in the film when you go see it in theaters compared to you know just your TV screen, mm-hmm. and you know you have different distractions going on, or you know if you have kids, them running around, or you know it's good that you can you know be in your pajamas and you know take a bathroom break instead of like running out of the theater like I do, and then trying to run back in so you don't miss a single minute but there's just something about seeing it in theaters and i'm so excited to see black widow in theaters well you could still wear your pajamas to the theater oh stephanie doesn't like that mm, no and i go to disney springs at the amc there so like i usually wear my pajamas to disney springs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so- i i like the idea of the premiere access but pushing it way out so yeah. if you really want to see a movie and support a movie you know you need to go to the theater because like jungle cruise i'm going I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna watch it on disney plus yes i will after but i'm going for that experience because i guarantee going to something like that all the movies we're talking about are a million times different in the theater yeah well the sound well, is always uh, different number one the yeah. sound is always better you can feel the sound when you go to see it in the theater and that's a Especially with an Avenger and a Marvel kind of movie, those Marvel movies are all about the theater experience. So, like, I can't imagine Black Widow. I, I got to imagine I'm probably going to want to see Black Widow in the theater as well. And then I'll, I'll wait for the premiere access. I mean, I'll wait for the regular access after that if I see it in the theater. Can I make a quick uh, comment about Marvel Legends that they have playing? Yeah. I think it's kind of hilarious, but all it's the essentially the Spark Notes version of all the Marvel movies of whatever's relevant at the time. Um, well, I think is that I thought that was like they, I thought they did it that way on purpose, though. Oh, absolutely. But me, who's a dedicated Marvel fan who put in those I did the math one time last year and it's 40 <laughs> plus hours of movies to watch. It's and, a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I thought it was I, even more than that. But. Honestly, I, w- I was going to say I thought it was more. Yeah, I, I, I it's probably been more since I did the math last year. Right. There's been other movies coming out and now TV shows and stuff that are tied into it. But I even, you know, got my mom trying to get her into Marvel. Marvel movies last year and I had a whiteboard. I'm like, okay, Bucky Barnes is Captain America's friend. Winter Soldier, the blue glowy <laughs> thing is the Tesseract. That'll be important later. Like I wanted her to stay in it. And so I'll, yeah. I, I do kind of like it for the newbie Marvel fans who can watch it and be like, oh, that's why they're obsessed with the blue glowy thing. Got she's, it. <laughs> she's got the board that like they have in the FBI offices for organized crime divisions where it's like the pictures and the names and who's yeah, attached and the, to and what. The string, the string boards. Yep. Oh. That's me. <laughs> 
it's you like know, a police case on her whiteboard, but it's for Marvel. A little but you know, we we did that in the beginning of of COVID too. We we basically took them and watched them the, the way they were intended to be seen, and we watched all the way to you know. It took us a few weeks to do, but we watched every single one. Me, the kids, and my wife, and um, it's like we basically like we watched a couple each day, like definitely like Marvel Overload. But it's definitely a cool experience to be able to watch them in the timeline that it was intended for you to yeah. see it. In. You know what I mean? It's yeah, cool. definitely. So. All right, Dan, what else we got coming out on July 9th? Well, we have five shows that are part of the National Geographic Ninth Annual Shark Fest. We have Orca versus Great White, Rogue Shark, When Sharks Attack, World's Biggest Bull Shark, and Shark Beach with Chris Helmsworth. Is that enough shark for you? Just in time for Shark Week on Discovery Channel, too. Yeah. They're trying to keep up with Discovery Channel, I guess. Steph, what do you got? I've got the miraculous world Shanghai, the legend of Lady Dragon. On a break from school, Marinette heads to Shanghai to meet Adrian. But after arriving, Marinette loses all her stuff, including the miraculous that allows her to turn into Lady Dragon. What's the miraculous? I don't know. Wonder Gotta what watch it is. the show to find out. She also lost a whole bunch of other stuff that they don't tell us what it is. Stuff. Who knows? Bunch of stuff. She's got all kinds of stuff. Stuff. All I know is when I go to Disney, I don't leave without my backpack full of miraculous. (laughs) (laughs) Flicka. What? Movie. Flicka. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) twin. The 2006 movie. Oh. Yeah. Defying her stern, practical rancher father, a 14-year-old girl befriends a wild Billy and her older brother's help, and with her older brother's help, tries to buy the animal back from a rodeo entrepreneur by winning a wild horse race, only to nearly lose her again when a mountain lion attacks during the stormy trip home. Wow. Hey, hey, Morgan, actually, you know what, Morgan? What did the ocean say to the beach? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Sorry, Morgan. Oh, my computer just died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What did the ocean say to the beach? Didn't say anything. It just waved. Oh. Do not clap. Do Don't not clap. drop anything. Oh. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it sucks. All right. So... Let's get to, you know, we have a new segment, The Most Magical Five, where we'll have a guest come on and give their most magical five about a given topic. So let's welcome our guest for the day. With us today is Janet. Janet, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, well, glad to have you. And tell us a little bit about what you love about Disney and, and uh, what bring you know what you got going on. Well, I'm, I'm out in Arizona, and um, I am a longtime Disney fan. My whole family, actually, my brother worked at Disneyland in California. My sister and her husband worked out in Walt Disney World, and I worked out in Walt Disney World also. Just Disney is in my blood, and it's something that that I will always love. I think. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you're going to go over your your most magical five extinct rides at Walt Disney World, the ones that you miss and wish they were still there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you got some good ones. There's a lot of rides I know that I, I miss. And it's almost like, why did they get rid of that ride? Uh, so uh, what's your number five? Um, my number five is Kitchen Cabaret. And that was an opening day attraction. It ran until January of 1994. 
Um, what I loved most about Epcot is that it was fun education. It taught you things while you didn't even know you were really learning. And that particular attraction had an amazing lobby. You go in and it would really create the ambiance that you were standing waiting for a show, a, a cabaret type show to begin. And then you go in, it had amazing animatronics. It had catchy songs and clever jokes. I mean, who doesn't love a good pun? It was amazing. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> All right. So what do we have for four? For number four, I have Superstar Television over at the Disney MGM Studios. Another opening day attraction it ran until October of 1998. That, along with the Monster Sound Show, it, both of those shows put you in the show and created a way of giving you a, a feel of what it was like to make make television productions or create sounds for movies and things like that. It fit the idea of the original parks theme really well, which was an active working studio. And it gave you an idea. You know, for me, I was really interested in, in television making and that kind of thing. It gave you an idea, a glimpse of what it was like. And it created also a lot of awesome memories for people who had family members in the show and they got to laugh. And, and it was a special memory for me because that was also where I saw my mom and dad. My mom was Ethel and I Love Lucy episode. My dad was on General <laughs> Hospital and it was just a, a fun memory and something I'll always remember. That's cool. And it's great that you have those memories to always have with you now too. That's what oh. disease is about. Absolutely. All right. So what is your number three most magical? Uh, number three is the Image Works. The Creative Background of the Future, which is, again, another opening day attraction. It ran until October of 1998. You walk in, you go up the escalator, I'm sorry, the elevator or the stairs, and you come into this beautiful atrium where... Uh, they have a glass roof. You know, it's so beautiful. It's only open to DVC members now, um, but it's it was just beautiful. Best place to watch the rain come in in the afternoon. You know, I don't um, think I, I ever saw that. I, I, I've been, I am a DVC member, so I've been in there now, but uh -huh. I didn't realize it was something before DVC. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It you was, just taught me something. Yeah. It had um, amazing interactive exhibits up there and they had the iconic, well, if for Disney, it's iconic, mm -hmm. Rainbow Tunnel that you see in some pictures. They have Michael Jackson, I think, took a, an album cover in front of it. It was, you know, it had different exhibits like the Dreamfinder School of Drama, which was kids standing in front of a green screen and, and they acted out a, a scene in a movie with Dreamfinder, who was um, built into the attraction, but mm -hmm. uh, it was like you were really there with him. Uh, they had the stepping tones, the musical instruments where you step on it with your feet. Um, they had different things where you could, you could um, play a uh, philharmonic just by moving your hands and different exhibits like that. It was just a really fun exhibit that everybody could enjoy. Family members, old, young, everybody could enjoy it. And um, and I miss it. It was it was really fun. Very cool. So what's your number two? Number two is the uh, original Journey into Imagination. It opened um, March of 83 and ran until October of 1998. Um, it gave us an introduction to Figment. It, it made us care about him. Whereas nowadays, you go in, you sit in the car, you go in, Figment's already there. There's no explanation of really who he is or why he came about or that kind of thing. He just, but but in the original ride, they literally imagined him right there. It has a great storyline. It had beautiful sets, beautiful music, catchy tunes. It had very interesting effects like fiber, op fiber optics, lasers, plasma balls, things that back in 1983 were, you know, not so commonplace. Mm. And um, of course, my favorite thing, animatronics. I love animatronics. So they're very interesting to me. And it had animatronics in that ride. You know, I uh, I got to tell you, I, you're coming up with some really great classics. One I never even, I didn't even know existed. 
tested. So you kind of you taught me a little bit of something too. And you you got some really good classics that stuff that I even forgot about that I'm just like, wow, yeah, I remember that. So really cool stuff. And I'm really kind of excited now because I know you got to have a great number one, most magical extinct Walt Disney World ride. What do you got for number one? Well, number one is probably everyone's number one or most people's number one. And that would be Horizons. Um, it was a, a, a ride uh, that operated from October of 83 to January of 99. It had, it was just epitome of the classic Disney ride. It had beautiful animatronics, great scenes. It had an, a positive outlook in the future. It like showed the outlook of the future of how it what, how it thought they would it would be back in the past, and then they gave um, an animatronic look into the future, which I think was the continuation of the Carousel of Progress family. So it tied it into the Magic Kingdom as well, and also it had beautiful music. George Wilkins created a great score. It has the classic misquote of a lifetime, which is "If you can dream it, you can do it," which is always attributed to Walt Disney and it wasn't it was a, a quote that was created for this ride by Tom Fitzgerald and um, of that. course who can uh, yeah I didn't know that very cool and who can uh, forget the orange grove smell the yeah. orange grove smell is I mean even today I'll, if I run out into the store and I see or smell something that smells like orange grove I will buy it even if I don't need it just to the just the fact that it reminds me of Disney the smell reminds me oh that's so awesome horizons yeah very cool well those are some really I, I I really love it because it's first of all, Epcot's my favorite park, and there's a lot of Epcot in there, so I, I can already, yeah. yeah, I already love it for that reason alone. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, giving us your most magical five extinct WDW rides. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you again for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Janet. Be well. Thank you. Disney topic talk. All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. This week, we're going to be talking about what kind of attire we like to wear when we go to the parks as far as accessories, must-haves, trying to be comfortable in the parks, whether we dress up in the parks, however we do that, and also some tips for putting together a cool Disney bounding outfit. And I know we have like the perfect people in this episode for Disney bounding. Stephanie specifically and Morgan always does Disney bounding as well. Dan's even Disney bounded before. I never have, so this is more of a learning experience for me, but uh, let's... Let's kick it over to, to Morgan first. And uh, yeah, let us know a little bit about you, what your typical park attire is like and some some tips for bounding. Okay. So my typical park attire, it kind of depends on... I, I do have a Disney Instagram, Morgan Stark, and... I kind of try to make content for upcoming things. So like, you know, Black Widow's coming up or for example, in the year 2018 at Disneyland, there was Pixar Fest. And I actually made my own little Disney bound challenge where I Disney bounded as every or one character from every single Pixar movie. And I always had a friend with me and that was so much fun. And I, I did it all and it was so great. And so typically I like to dress up or whatever's kind of going on in the Disney news or history. Um, if it's like a riding anniversary or something cute but comfortable I'm always comfortable that's very very important to me for example when I did Dapper Day I had a Maleficent outfit I was very fortunate enough to go to Club 33 but the shoes that I wore were heels um hello what what did we just say (laughs) back it up I was 
I I went to, into Club Thirty Three with horns on my head. How did you get in there? I I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody oh. that knows somebody. Like I, I don't have a membership. Boy, wow. I, I, if I put my name on now, maybe I'll get it one day, but I won't have the money to afford it anyway. That's a bucket list for me. I've oh. said that. Before. Mm-hmm. And then the one at Disneyland, it's just oh, it's it's phenomenal. It was an amazing experience. Highly recommend if you know yeah, someone I that knows somebody. And I put these horns no, on. It. Stop, like, stop, oh. stop. <laughs> I, I cherish that moment forever and I only been one time and it was very, very special and I, it is truly an amazing thing. But the heels that I wore for Dapper Day, because I had, was with a whole group for Dapper Day that did villains and Sleeping Beauty is my favorite. I love Maleficent, so I did Maleficent. But these heels that I wore, they were actually made by Crocs and you couldn't <laughs> tell. Yeah, I'll, Stephanie, I'll have to show you, send you a picture. At a girl. Yes, and everybody's complaining. All the girls either brought different shoes or were just whining and I'm like, I'm fine. Like I'm on like yoga mats essentially. Like this is great. <laughs> But so I'm always very stressful about or stressed about being comfy. Like if I'm going to wear it all day, then now being in Orlando, that looking cute has gone out the door. That's gone out the window. It is hot. It rains. So I kind of tend to wear more athletic clothes and I'll pick like color blocking to kind of either represent a character or whatnot. I have a friend, Crown Athletics, who makes athletic wear, but they're styled to be Disney princesses. So that's really comfortable to wear. And, you know, you can sweat in it all day. You can get rained on and it'll still be a cute outfit. So I like that a lot as well. But yeah, did I answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Very cool. So I know uh, Dan and Steph always have some cool um, Disney bounding. I know Steph's one of my favorite Disney bounders with some of the stuff she pulls off with the. Uh, Thanks, Gene. The Dapper Dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I yeah, we love Disney bounding. We between Dan and I, we will go to Disney World with five or six suitcases full of hats, canes, accessories, <laughs> and what have you. I and that is a tip we do not recommend. That. Don't be as crazy as as we are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> top hats take up a lot of room in that suitcase. Yeah, we have one for just hats, but. We the do. one thing is, is we do go in cooler weather, so we mm-hmm. don't deal with being there in summer. So this is normally what we're doing is more fall, yeah, early spring. Part of that is so we can wear outfits. I This yeah. is my whole life story is being properly dressed on Main uh, Unlike Morgan, Stephanie is not comfortable most of the time in but a lot also, of the stuff. We're also going in cooler weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, and I do have one tip though is rent a locker always get a locker a top hat will fit in a locker and so will a cane (laughs) yeah i always have a cane for christmas Mm -hmm. candy cane homemade cane Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of nice to have a cane. Yeah, they are kind of nice. Get around the park. It's just kind of, yeah. you can kind of maneuver people a little bit if you need to. Yeah, and it's you just, can point. <laughs> yeah, you can point. Yeah, they're very helpful. But yes, but always get a locker and do a change of clothes. I do, you know, we don't go uh, all the time. So I got to cram these looks into three looks into one day sometimes. And that's not just for comfort. It's for, because I work all year on these clothes because 80% of my closet is close to striped clothes to wear on Main Street that I don't wear at work. So get a locker, do a costume change. I also comfortable footwear. Big one is plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, like Morgan said about her Pixar, that did, she just didn't decide that 
Tuesday and then Mm -hmm. start it. Like the thing about planning ahead is you need to really think this out, first of all, as to what you're going to do and what you might be using for these outfits. Because a lot of stuff, you're not going on Disney to buy it because it doesn't exist. So you're ordering things from China and like places that take a million years or you're making it yourself. So you might be getting a, a certain fabric and then building it into your costume. So I think the plan head also, if you're planning and kind of outlining your outfits can change. Like maybe you're like, yeah, that one's not as great as I thought I'm, I'm moving in this direction. And so all of a sudden I'm doing that. And my other big one is think outside the box. Sometimes don't, I mean, it's great to dress up like a princess or whatever it may be, but how about like a character that's not the main character or, like let's say in Splash Mountain one of those characters that aren't the main one like Mm -hmm. you know like I did the we made the hat for Country Bears Sammy with Sammy coming out the top we have it's a fur raccoon on the top of the top hat like that took a while you know to make that and search out the raccoon, the stuffed animal, how big it was, Mm -hmm. the hat that was going to fit it, you know, but that's not typical. Like it's not big Al. Like I didn't, I didn't dress up like big Al. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of wore color coordinated country bear browns Mm -hmm. and stuff and a flannel shirt. And I had the little Henry on my cane, you know, just little accents like that. I think are cool. I do too. And you also did the Smee one too. That was, you know. Yeah. I had the got Smee hat and so then you know what's funny about these things is sometimes it turns into a whole different thing so then after that i didn't plan it but then all of a sudden i was doing all these pictures with you know what time it is time to get me some disney popcorn or whatever it is and so all of a sudden we had all these stupid videos of got me gets me and we kind of switched it where i was hook and you were smee where you would yeah i would be smee because i'm short and you're tall. right so i don't know it's just fun. one time i bounded in my head put together an outfit from when I was a little girl and went to Magic Kingdom with my dad. And so just, and it's fun to bound just when no one knows what you are too. So yeah, we kind of tend to go in the middle. Like we're not typical real vague bounding and we're not like dressing up as a character. We kind of fall usually in the middle somewhere. Yeah. We'll do some of each, but that's kind of where we end up. And at Christmas time, (laughs) watch out, people. Look out. That's my that's my time. (laughs) That's when the magic happens. Yeah. We can't get through the parks with without I we we can't. It takes us forever because everybody's coming up to Dan telling him how much they love his outfits. (laughs) You know what? One of my most popular items I ever bought was at Claire's and I bought this baseball hat and it has it's got this little gingerbread scene that's like three-dimensional on the brim. It was seven dollars was like the biggest talk of the park. And it's like, it just goes to show you, you don't have to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on outfit things, but this is like a unique thing, you know, and I'm going, I'm going to like put little ears on this gingerbread man and stuff, but it's like, you can come up with a lot of cool stuff. Just open your, open your mind mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. So That's basically you'd say one of the biggest things is be creative and just have fun with it. Yeah. And I like that you guys have a buddy to do it with. So if you have an obscure character and then you have another character to go alongside it, it kind of helps figure yeah. out like what character you're doing and stuff. And I'm with you guys. Like, I love the obscure characters. Like, yeah, uh, totally. you know, when someone has Dream Finder, which isn't an obscure character, but like only Disney purists know who it is. Like, I right. love that. It makes me so happy. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't really have any any bounding tips because I never bounded before. I might bound once or twice. So maybe we'll see. Maybe I will soon. Um, but yeah, with my typical park attire is I actually, I just shorts, t-shirt, and <laughs> so 
really, really, you know, out, are you, out there. Are you writing this down, everybody? <laughs> but I, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I want to know what I have to wear to the park is I have the ugliest shoes in the world. They're just my Disney, they're my Disney park shoes because they're the ugliest things in the world, but like they are like walking on clouds. So you just got to, you know, I look at it like as long as my shoes are comfortable. The marshmallow work. shoes. Did I tell you about them? That's what I call the marshmallow. They're, they're the most comfortable. I, really, I, I think I got them for like 10 bucks at like Target. They're like just cheapos, but the, the sole is like just like memory foam and just, and I, I literally, I must have had it for like the last five years. I only wear them at the parks. That's it. I don't wear them around the house. I don't wear them anywhere. And they're super oh, light. Tip on that though, Gene, for people out there, if you do buy a pair of shoes, don't buy a new pair of shoes and take them to Disney. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to test them out because mm-hmm. they might feel good when you bought them. They might not feel good after a week. So just mm-hmm. wear them around for a while before you go to Disney. Great point. Great what point. When those shoes give out, I'll have to get another pair. Cry. <laughs> hey, Gene, can you go back to the first two things you said? I need to write this down. The t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. Was the second one Sh- and shorts? Oh, shorts. I spell that S C. No, it's this S H O R T S. Okay. Thanks. I yeah. I, listen, I don't have any any special bounding thing. I just I just knew that uh, bringing Morgan on. I know she does the bounding. I know I know you guys do the bounding. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about. And you know what? I don't want to stand in the way of a good time. So I figured I won't really have anything to say about it. But you guys could definitely give out some good tips and some cool ideas and and how to people that that want to bound how they could go about bounding. Um, but you know, before- I like your uh, Pixar idea, by the way, that was really cool. Thank you, thank you. One of my favorites I did Sorry. was Mater and Lightning McQueen, and I had my friend who was a a stylist like in LA and she and I'm I'm the way I am and I'm from the South. And so I didn't made her and I had this brown dress and this like teal blue hat because he has like kind of rust on it and stuff. And she did like slick back hair, very edgy. <laughs> like she committed to it and she looked all race car Lainey McQueen. And I'm like, ah, I made her. Like it was the best Izzy bound and having Cars Land as a backdrop. It was such oh. fun pictures. It was probably one of my favorites in that. Um, I also want to say one more thing about Disney bounding and the perks of it. If you do Disney bound as a character, you have such a like just your interactions with characters are just heightened so much more. Yeah. I did a steamboat Willie bound and I had like mm. a steamboat Willie popcorn buck that I got from Tokyo. And I was like taking cute pictures here. I'll show you guys. Oh yeah. I saw oh. that one. Yes. But then Oswald came out of nowhere. What? Took wow. the cutest pictures oh, with wow. us. And it was so, it, it was probably one of my favorite. Like I never go meet Oswald. Everybody's Yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't think I've ever seen Oswald in any of the parks. Like, and you've yeah. seen Oswald. How awesome he, is that? That alone. He's a, yeah, he's a DCA or California Disney California Adventure in California. And it was just the cutest little moment. Like we were just taking pictures front and he just joined right in. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is wow. the cutest thing ever. So Disney bounding can get you extra time with characters and have an extra cool. magical moment. So yeah, that happened with the country bears for us for sure. That's <gasps> a good point. Well, we got a, we got flagged down from the Disney photographers. <gasps> we're shouting, trying to get our attention. And I was like, oh no, I'm busted for what did I do? We're busted. Yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Take your picture because you guys look so great. And they did it all in black and white and it was far away. And But it didn't look, you know, one of them was posed, but the other one wasn't. And it was like one of our favorite pictures that we never would have got. Number one, if we weren't looking like that. And two, if he wouldn't have offered, like that was so nice of him to just do that. Right. So yeah, you do get a little special treatment sometimes as well you should kind of right you're putting in some major support for a character Mm -hmm. or an attraction or whatever and it's nice it's so fun have you guys been to dapper day we have not (gasps) me neither i would love that though 
that see so that is like kind of stuff I love. I love that era, that dapper, the dapper era, like the twenties, thirties, forties. To me, that's <laughs> every day for me is different. <laughs> yes. Guys, you don't even know what I deal with here at home. Oh, I mean, everything has to be pressed <sighs> and pristine, clean. I, I, not all of her clothes are like that. Don't, don't give no, this impression. No, no, that. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but for Main Street, yes, has to be perfect. Yeah, she has a has standard for Main Street. Yes. Well, uh, one question before we finish the topic, real quick. I want each 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 of the three of you uh, a question, and we'll, we'll start with. No, it's a real question, Dan. He thinks no, I'm going to the Yes, it was the wording. The, oh, the, yeah, well, that's my New York coming out. You know, um, my my New York is showing, and uh, so my question is: I'll start with Morgan. What's your favorite bound that you've ever done? Uh, you have I, a lot. I have done a lot, but other than. Maleficent. I think my first ever Dapper Day when I did Sleeping Beauty, who is my favorite princess, and I dressed up like her. I found this amazing dress with it was off the shoulders. It was very much like Aurora in the parks. And I had like a, a cosplay crown on and I truly felt like a princess. And it was it was the best. I met Aurora and that was probably my favorite. And the fact that it was my first Dapper Day, I found a gra- dress for a great price and the whole outfit came together. I just, it was such a favorite. It was just so good. But Maleficent is a very close second because that was really fun too. <laughs> so <laughs> what about over there with you guys? What's your favorite all-time bounce that you guys have done? Well, I did mention the Country Bears hat already. That outfit was really good. But mm-hmm. I think, I think I'll say the SME kind of just because of what came out of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was simple. I just I had the striped shirt on, a red baseball cap, not even the one that I was gonna wear, the stocking hat, with that got Smee on it. It was just I think it was the fun with the videos and and seeing that, Smee when C. Oh yeah, during the parade Smee I was standing there you. and he came over during the parade and stopped and hugged me and was pointing me out to people. TikTok. Oh really? When Smee saw you, I started crying. <laughs> I'm crying now just thinking about it. Yeah, it you. was it was it was fun. He's walking down the street and sees you. And yeah, because whoever's friends with Smee probably loved it so much more because they have appreciation because, you know, they get to hang out with Smee a lot. And then seeing you dressed up as him, it was probably just made that person's day. Well, what's funny is she did Captain Hook the same day and she was bumming (laughs) out because nobody was saying anything to her. Everyone's saying everything to me on my stupid camp. I I know. I go, hey, Steph, all you got to do is buy this hat for 10 bucks. That's all it was. Yeah, I don't even think Hook waved at me. Yeah. I don't think he <laughs> did. rude. I know, but I know. it made up for it. I was so happy. Stephanie is usually behind a lot of these things, like the Country Bear hat was her idea. Well, you executed very well. Yeah. But yeah, we just... Yeah. What's yours? Mine's my Mr. Toad. Yeah, that was outstanding. Spats I and all. felt like... Princess, and it was your birthday. Yeah, and just I seriously felt like royalty. I mean, it was my favorite outfit like of all time ever. I just felt so. Sometimes you just feel so good in your clothes, and that yeah. for me is I, I just I felt like I kept laughing, saying to you, "I feel like a princess wearing <laughs> a pants and a suit and hats." <laughs> and the picture by Winnie the Pooh um, giving the <laughs> you know handing over the deed. Was I just I don't see many people do it and the cast members the way they reacted it was they were it just made their day I don't know well it the other thing that's a fun. testament 
to how much she liked that and felt is, I don't know if Morgan knows, listeners will definitely know, Stephanie is a major Haunted Mansion fan. And I had taken her on the tour that they take you into the mansion down to the ballroom scene. And something happened that day and they didn't do it. So we did all this talk and all this anticipation on her actual birthday. And I'm being honest, it didn't really affect her because she was having the best day in this dang toad's outfit (laughs) not to say she wouldn't have been in heaven going in there but it is what disney will do to you and and make so many things that might come up negative you know in your Mm -hmm. day and it just doesn't matter yeah you look good you feel good yes gene what's the favorite t-shirt shorts day that you've ever had (laughs) i would say my dark tan cargo shorts (laughs) and a mickey t which Mickey tea though? Like, do you have a favorite tea? Are you Any like, Mickey oh. tea, man, and I'm in heaven. Okay. So and the Aloha cap. It's your lucky hat. I haven't worn that Aloha. It's actually it's in my car, man. I haven't worn it since Florida. Since when? Since Florida. Oh jeez. I love that Aloha cap. That's my my aunt sent that to me from from Hawaii, and I I it was like my lucky cap, man. So <laughs> I've been I've been wearing the Yankee one back on top one for a bit. So all right, all right so uh, so that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Before we get out of here, let's uh, do some thank yous and announcements, and uh, let's thank our sponsor, Magical Travel by Brian. You can use Brian to book your next Disney vacation and much, much more. Universal Studios vacations, all inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel, destination weddings, and Disney destination weddings. And it's it's a free service. He's gonna get you the best price, and it doesn't cost you a cent. So make sure you reach out to Brian for some information. And you can reach them on their website at www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. You can email him at brian at magicaltravel.com and you can reach him by phone 1-800-883-1535, double nickel. And Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N in case (laughs) you forgot how to spell Brian. And um, so we want to say thank you to to Brian and Magical Travel for being our sponsor. Also, some quick announcements. Let's say, uh, just let everybody know, I was, you know, I've been up in New York for about two weeks again after realizing I had some health issues after being in Florida for, for only two weeks after my move. But I did find out I'm actually going to be able to head back down on July 14th, just in time for the opening of Food and Wine. Uh, I will have to come back up in the Sorry, fall Epcot. too. <laughs> I will be back. Actually, in the- they're probably thrilled because they're going to break out some more samples. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to eat my my, my share. But um, I'll be back up in in the fall to take care of the surgery that I have to take care of. But there's no rush on it. So I had a pretty good uh, meeting with the doctor. So, uh, but I will be down in time for the opening of the Food and Wine Fest, which. Um, that episode on the 19th, we will actually be covering it. And I believe Morgan Stark will um, accompany me on that episode as yes. well as we eat around the world a little bit. We're going to have Jess there too, my wife. And hopefully Morgan can maybe talk Jess into getting on the microphone. Nobody has succeeded at this yet, Morgan. So hopefully, my best. <laughs> hopefully you can coerce her to speak on the microphone. Um, but we will uh, we'll be uh, doing that episode from Food and Wine and, and giving, up, giving up some feedback on what to expect at Food and Wine this year. And um, so that should be fun. It'll be the, that'll be on the July. 19th episode. All right. And what else do we got? We got our new segment, obviously, um, the most magical five that'll be back every week. And in about a month, we'll be bringing back the Disney dollar game. Uh, we'll start recording those again in August and they'll probably be back in September. So stay tuned for that. Um, I know that we've already got about shoot, probably about 15 people signed up to once we start recording it. So if you do want to be on that, just hit us up on the Instagram at the Disney underground Instagram, or you can hit us up on the magical lifestyle, which is at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Tell us you want to be part of the Disney dollar game. We'll set up your recording for it. And again, we have about 15 or so already booked that we have to get to, but we'll be launching those probably about September. And we'll also be bringing back the the Disney gift card giveaways too, hopefully at that point. So stay tuned for all those ways to win. And I just also want to give a shout out to everyone that's, you know, 
know, I, I got to say the community that we built on our show and just other shows too, everyone's been really great with checking in. I know Dan and Stephanie, as much as you think everyone thinks me and, me and Dan are foes, Dan does a great, Dan always, and he doesn't want, he will, he won't want me to admit this, but Dan checks on me every day when I was going through that little health scare to make sure I was okay. Stephanie too, Joey and Sam. So I want to say thank you to them for really always being there. And, and um, even though they weren't physically with me, they always made me feel like they were physically with me. And I just want to say thanks to a lot of the other podcasters and other Disney people, uh, other people in the Disney community too, that, that have reached out and really just tremendous amount of support knowing how hard it was and how big of a, of a thing that it was for me to make this move. And then only to come back two weeks later, it was a good run. <laughs> so it was a little soul crushing to, uh, to to have to come back for those, you know, when I thought I, it was open-ended, I, I thought I'd be back for at least maybe a month, two months, who knows, maybe not even go back down. So uh, to know I'm going back down in a month, you know, with a month stay in New York, I feel completely just so blessed and so blessed to, like I said, for the support that everyone has given me. So I just want to thank anyone listening that that's reached out to me. You know, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And again, to Dan and Steph, Joey and Sam, you guys have literally every day have texted me to make sure I, my spirits were up and there's not even words to describe how important that meant to me. So so just wanted to acknowledge that and say thank you. Morgan, you're welcome. Morgan, Morgan, you know, I she was like, Oh, you're going back to New York already? Like she she was impressed. Oh <laughs> no. no, listen. Oh, we have all these grand plans. <laughs> yeah, no, we you know, uh, you know, I love having Morgan on the show. She fits in with us so well. I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to doing some other stuff. We got some other stuff we might be hopefully working on, uh, some YouTube stuff with, with Morgan as well. So everyone, please. Obviously, she'll tell you in a minute, but also just please check out her her podcast, Just Some Magic. It is honestly like one of my favorite. It's it's different than than our podcast. It's different than a lot of other podcasts. It's like so unique. So please, guys, make sure you check that out. But yeah, so let's uh, let's let's say goodbye to everybody, man. Let's uh, let's start with with Morgan. Morgan, thank you so much for filling in with, for Joey and Sammy. We miss them so much. And, and, and real quick before I say goodbye, actually, I do have to say I did miss Joey and Sam today. We miss you guys. Um, Definitely. See you next week. Um, but Morgan, you were exceptional. Thank you so much for filling in. And it's like you've always been here. It's, it's not even Aww. like you're new. So I want to <laughs> say I appreciate that. Thank you for having that. me. And I love meeting everybody. And I miss Joey and Sam as well. I had a great time with them last. But now I got to meet Dan Stephanie. So this is all Yeah, it was everybody. so much fun having you on. So much fun. One day we can all maybe come on together if there's enough room yeah. on the Zoom. Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and tell me where we can find your show. I, I, I just said it, but you say it now. Yes, um, just some magic. It is on everywhere you can get a podcast. We have episodes every Monday and Thursday, and we just had our fiftieth episode a couple like a week ago, and we're about to start season two with more magical moments and stories. And I'm, I'm so excited, and I'm so excited to have Dan and Stephanie come on. Gene's already been on it, so definitely check out his episode. But look out for Dan and Stephanie. Stephanie's coming up later. So yeah, yeah we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, and both of our shows come out on Mondays. So, you know, if you already listen to our show, head right over to Just Some Magic right after. Or if you listen to Just Some Magic, head on right over to here right after. Exactly. And you know, and it's 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 a fun couple hours to spend with uh, some some fun Disney stuff. And again, two te- totally different shows and yeah. they're and totally and totally unique in their own right. So um check us both out. And uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And now let's say goodbye to the besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Well, it was so much fun. Today, I know. Right? It was. I I do have one little thing that I oh. had forgotten that I wanted to say. It's nothing on Gene. I know he's looking at me already. I did see that Disney is having um, a contest for Jungle Cruise. They're inviting artists to create uh, one of a kind digitally illustrated posters for the for the movie release. Ooh. They're going to be picking ten winners, and each winner 
is the recipient of $2,000. Um, anybody that's out there, the deadline's July 30th. Uh, it's at talenthouse.com. We don't have any affiliation. I just thought it was a super cool idea to bring artists and fans yeah. into it. And uh, cool. all the posters will be designed off the movie and what they've kind of released, not the attraction. So I wanted to get that in. I forgot, but that's really cool. Yeah, really. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Love it. Thanks. So where do they find yeah. us, stuff? Okay. Hey, guys, you can find us at Rock and Roll DW on Instagram. <laughs> wow, it's getting so smooth now. Yeah, they're real smooth. Kind of experience. Well, it's everybody. YouTube, too. We got a little YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Wasn't what it's aware. Called. You don't know what it's called. Okay. <laughs> there, there you go. Everybody have a rip roaring day. Bye. Guys, it, goodbye, guys. And uh, hey, guys, everyone out there, remember, have a great today, a better tomorrow. We'll see you next time. <laughs>